Thanks, Mark. <laughs> That's a great way to start the video, actually. <laughs> Katie Chambers is an accomplished and passionate professional cellist and educator based in Brooklyn, New York. Broadway World's Evan Normandin calls her an exquisite player in every sense, and her playing called Heavenly by Joel Markowitz of DC Metro Theater Arts. Chambers plays on various television shows and at many prestigious venues, such as Carnegie Hall, Lincoln Center, Kimmel Center, Kennedy Center, and Strathmore, including numerous musical theater pits throughout the East Coast. Chambers works with various singers, songwriters, performers, including Evanescence, Lindsey Sterling, Brian Faldudo, and Victoria Box. Chambers is known for her improvising, extensive recording, and performance experience, winning Washington Area Music Award in 2011 for Box Ukulele Cello. Chambers graduated from University of Maryland College Park with undergraduate degree in cello performance and a master's in cello performance from San Francisco Conservatory of Music. More about Katie can be found on Instagram, Katie the Cellist, at thebash.com slash Katie the Cellist, from YouTube, Kinship Music Studios. Hi, Katie. Hi, Isaac. Hi, friends. Great to see you. So uh, just a little background. I was just sharing with Celine. I'm not sure why I chose for you to be the very first artist in my 30 challenge, <laughs> but you were. And that, that was basically because she was one of the first people that I, um, that I met and really liked upon meeting in New York. I was working at, uh, as the company manager and Betty White as no Rosen Island in the Golden Girls. Clearly Love like, it. you know, a career defining show. And <laughs> she had come to that as anybody that came as, with a, bi a big fan of the Golden Girls. And then I ran into you not quite a year later, I think, when you just happened to come into my side gig at National Geographic Encounter and had been given a great tour by one of our great tour guides. And I talked to you there in the upper lobby for a little while, gave you a hug. You probably thought, why is this guy I met one time <laughs> hugging me? Um, no, we've been following each other on Instagram and like just supporting what do we all do. So yeah. it's so awesome to see you like in real life, like, whoa, you're a real person and not just like this little bit on my phone. Yeah. So it's great to mesh those two together. <laughs> One of the things that we shared also is that you are from DC. Yeah. And I had, uh, had been in DC quite a bit because of my, my past in burlesque. And I did a lot of burlesque work down there. You may not know the performers, but you probably would know some of the venues that we performed at like phase one, which had a tiny little stage in their bar. And then there was, uh, what was it called? It's now called Black Cat, but it was called something else before. Red Palace. No, there was, 
the Red Palace and the Black Cat. Oh. And, no, no, Black Cat is on 14th Street. It's the Red and the Black and the Red Palace, and they merged to this thing on 14th Street, or onto 8th Street, to be like this just mecca of just craziness. But yes, I'm, I know that place, and Phase 1 down in Easter Market. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was the, uh, <laughs> then later, I just did a bunch of TV shows and stuff down there. Um, but unfortunately for them, Discovery moved to New York, so they have one less venue. Right. I, that's where, like, my connections with HGTV and, like, these, my friends were, like, working on these weird shows. We're like, Katie, pick up this thing and act like you need this device. And I'm like, do I get to play cello on TV? And they're like, yeah, sure, whatever. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I love the cell stick. Um, so I have a lot of friends that work in TV and they're still, they're still doing a lot of work down there, which is like really, which is really great, even though Discovery had moved, but they're, they're still there doing, editing a lot of reality television. <laughs> like one of my really good friends, um, he's an author and, you know, really passionate about like horror movies and like directing films and that kind of thing. But his main job is cutting together swamp people. <laughs> and I'm like, whatever pays the bills, my man. Like, <laughs> but but he gets to like edit Swamp People and then go and shoot like the grimiest horror film, but that looks like so like professional level, like like amazing. So there's some creative things still happening in our nation's capital. I went to school in San Francisco, and it's like anything goes in San Francisco. That's where Joshua is based right now, by the way. Oh, no way. Hello. I haven't been there in so long. I miss it. Yeah. Well, I gotta go back. Technically, I'm across the bridge. Uh, was in Sausalito, uh, where I met my wife. Gorgeous. And we just moved. Uh, yesterday was our three-year wedding anniversary. Beautiful. But, uh, Celine was very excited to talk to you because Celine is a professional yes. freelancer. You have a lot in common. So, uh, Katie, this is Celine. Celine, this is Katie. Hi, Hi Celine. Katie saying hello from Calgary, Canada. Awesome. Wow. Thank gonna, you for having me. Oh, well, thanks for joining <laughs> us. Uh, I was going to ask you primarily how you decided on the long list of uh, songs that you decided to do for your YouTube. Uh, apparently there's more on Instagram, but I don't know how to IG. So I was on your YouTube channel and I was really curious about, did you have like people request different songs? Were you trying to get your own uh, versions out because they're definitely yours. They're not a cut and paste thing that you're doing. So tell me. Right. That. No, it's, um, it all started just out of necessity. I was like, I need to work. And what, what was happening? Um, I was just getting a lot of weddings. So couples would ask, and there's not a, I mean, there's a lot of stuff written for solo cello, but like all those box suites and classical stuff, mm -hmm. but they wanted, you know, the la like some popular song, but I got to figure out how to way to play it on the solo cello. So I just rewrote, rewrote all these couples request. So most of them are not my doing. Most of them just come from people that want to get married and they're in like a field. So I don't really have like a lot of access to like looping machines and that's still like very foreign to me. So I know that's a way to, you know, make yourself into like a one-man band with a looping machine. And I'm like, man, I'm not there yet. So 
I just kind of rewrote all of these different songs and just made this crazy collection of tunes of original. It's, it's an original arrangement for a solo cello. All right, so are you going to publish that original book? You're going to go and get the rights? Oh, my gosh. I don't – I've had some interest, like, of people wanting to play. And I'm like, I don't know how to go about that, like, making sure the Beatles get their proper due. You know. A lot of it's just, uh, you know, that you have to get some publishing rights. And I think it's more so, especially if you want to publish it, you're actually written. Yeah. It being, yeah. Because it is all, it's, mo yeah. well, most of it, most of it is written out. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I could just take a piano score of, like, the piano vocal, whatever, and just kind of play, play the melody and throw in the chords, throw the notes of the chords here and there when they fit in my hand it's all of the universe telling me you got to play this song on this day <laughs> and then i make a youtube clip so the bride and groom can kind of like oh yeah i like that or no i don't like that can it be slower can it be faster just so they have an idea of what it's going to sound like because there's not it doesn't exist there doesn't there isn't a youtube version of solo cello playing come and get your love like that's not so I have to make it, and I'm, and I'm happy to do it because I would have never in a million years thought of, I'm going to play Come and Get Your Love on the, on the solo cello by myself. That's what I'm going to do. It's got to, I have to have somebody, like, tell me to do it. Not tell me. Pretty cool. Like, yeah, okay, got it. <laughs> I'll, I'll work on that. <laughs> that was the first, I wanna, was it Tool? Yeah, I want to say the Tool was, like, the first album I bought, like, myself. Nice. I don't know what I, <laughs> I don't know. I wish huge, I still had it. Huge fan. Cool. Okay. You've done a really good job at, you know, I hate to use these terms because I, I resent them, but at branding yourself on cool. Instagram, you do this thing, which I think I'm coining the term now. And I want all, I want all kinds of revenue to come my way from this term. Cello shots. Cello yeah. Shots. Or the cello <laughs> photo bombs. I expect <laughs> lots of money from this now. Of course. Yes. Yeah. You are 10% for sure. Yeah. So, but she takes, she takes uh, photos of herself, like, the with, here. with, it's like, the, yeah, here, and then, like, the phone is, like, if I'm taking a picture of a, I did just think it's funny, because the cello is big, and it's always in the way, and if I want to take a picture of the bride and groom getting married, even though it, when you see me do it, it's very unnatural, like, because I would never be sitting like this, taking a picture, but, um, yeah. <laughs> No, you have, you have something that like, you know, my Instagram is more of a journal. And so it's not aesthetically like, look at, you don't look at it and go, oh, that's pretty. That's pretty. You'd have to look mm -hmm. at it and read it. But, but what you're offering is something that's interesting that like people that want to get a glimpse into the world of, of a professional musician in New York, what is this interesting picture and what's going on in the background? Like you, you have something that's inviting. Thank you. Thank you. But I just think it's funny because the cello is always in the way, all the time. It's big. <laughs> and I'm sure Celine with, I don't know how you guys do it with those drums and setting that equipment up and then breaking it down and then taking it to another spot every day. And the kids on the train, I don't know how they do it. Yes, exactly, you've got to. I just have one big instrument that's just kind of clunky and gets in the way but yeah so it's funny ever since i moved to new york i don't know what it is like I'm not like brands have been reaching out to me and like 
nothing like that. But I just have this joke amongst my friends in DC, like, yes, I'm an, I'm an influencer now. I got free sunglasses this one time that I hated. <laughs> it was a bad review. But um, yeah, Instagram has been a funny little place. So just got to post, and I just got to tell myself to post more and more and more. But there's not a lot of to post right now. Just me sitting in this well, room every day. That's a good question for you. So what is it that you are working on now? What is it that being kind of stuck at home? Has it been something that's giving you more creativity? Is it something that's sucking your creativity? Is it something that's giving you time to do projects that you wouldn't normally have had time for? Um, it's been interesting. Like I joined this, well, not, well, yeah, I joined this face group, Facebook group about just recording and people have been reaching out to me about making recordings and YouTube videos. And so I've kind of, what I would have never done normally is like made like this little mini recording studio here with like a good mic and like decent software, which I would have never done normally. So we've, I've done like a couple of tracks, gotten paid for it, which is like, crazy I would have never thought um usually I would just pass it on to somebody else like so and so has a really good setup or, or can record I'm just in my house but now I now I have this capability of recording quality quality music with decent software decent microphone and sending it out to France to make a video back up in New York um awesome so yeah it's been a it's so learning this new technology and what I can do with it and seeing what they do with my recordings and stuff so that's been amazing um, I'm Did making what you're using? Um, it's a I'm using a little Samsung on the go like condenser mic and Reaper I've heard about Reaper never used it. Yeah, they're they're doing like a free thing because of coronavirus, so you can use it for free for a while. And I haven't gotten any complaints yet. Everyone says that they like it, so I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. Um, so, but yeah, it's, it's great. I don't have, I have like a PC, so I'm not a Mac person. So Reaper has been the, the go-to. Do you guys, are GarageBand folks? Yeah, you're going to have to leave. Um, I'm a Mac person. Okay. <laughs> Mac person. Got it. Got it. It's okay. So, okay, cool. I, this is like, so I just have a computer so I can send email. Like, that's all I needed to do. And I'm making videos, like, on my phone. Like, every YouTube video is just my phone on the stand, and I play the music, and that's it. But now it's like I have a decent mic and all this stuff.
Yeah. So for all of your listeners out there, Reaper is good. It's decent. You will not, they will still pay you and give you money. <laughs> is, is it like, so forgive me in my ignorance, but is yeah. Reaper like, uh, is it like SoundCloud or is it, uh, is, is it a recording platform or yes. uh, is it a menu for putting music out there for fellow independent artists, et cetera? Or well, it's just like recording software. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So instead of, yeah. So, so it, it works with either Mac or Droid or phone or a tablet or PC. Uh, it's just a third party operating uh, or third party uh, recording, like mixer. You can adjust volumes of. Exactly. Of Reverb. Exactly. Exactly. But all the input comes directly from just the mic that's on your phone or your laptop, or you can input, you know, via USB, et cetera, other mics uh, and input devices? Yes. So I've been using my little Samsung, Samsung click on the go mic, a little tiny thing. I feel like I have to get like super close to it, but it's been working. And most of my, I have like a big, beautiful blue Yeti microphone that's back up in, I'm in Maryland right now, my parents. So that's a crazy story, but I, I do. So it's like what it was explained to me, like it's like the garage man for the PC people. So Reaper. All right. Check it out. (laughs) If you're not a Mac I have a MacBook only for my business now. Um, otherwise I'm a totally a PC Android guy. I have like my, my Amazon tablet to read music on and it's the best thing ever instead of an iPad, but I have to call it a tablet because it's, (laughs) So I, all my students think I'm a complete nerd. But yes, it's, we have the Galaxy S10. I love it. I'm sorry. I love it. It's a. It could be bigger, but you know, for me to not have to carry around like stacks of music, that's great. I could just carry this. It has like everything ever written. That is one thing I have noticed in the last couple of years. Um, well, when people still were congregating, you know, in mass. Um, is that I would go to piano bars and various parties. My friend Paige throws the best parties, and she's got a baby grand in, in uh, her living room, and she always hires somebody to come and play it. Um, and But every one of them usually now comes with a tablet uh, or w- whatever, MacBook Air or doesn't matter, uh, mm-hmm. the operating system. And they all just the, – all the sheet music for it, like every effing song that you can imagine is right there at your library. fingertips. Right. And I'm and I'm seeing it more and more now. It's like we're living in like Star Trek future, you know, like where it's like computer. Uh, tell me what's going. Oh, I just forgot. That's my Amazon Echo. Uh, <laughs> Go back to sleep. Um, <laughs> but it's it's very fascinating because it used to be, you know, like oh, I don't have the I don't have the music for that. Now it's mm-hmm. like yes, you do. And you I have, have no right excuse, here, you know? right? You want to <laughs> hear but, oh. some. Crazy version of whatever song, da 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 da. Right. And we got yeah, it. We and then also, I teach too. So, so oh, you don't have your music. Boop, 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 boop. Here it is. Now you do. There you go. Come on, Timmy. You're going to play Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. <laughs> so, Katie, we're talking about COVID 19 here. You're down in yep. Maryland. Um, yes. So, you did you just get out of Dodge as soon as this all went down? Not at all. I was scheduled to play. Um, so my pianist friend, who I love, love dearly, is, lives in Baltimore, and we were scheduled to like be on this riverboat cruise for the last like 
week of March. So I was going to drive, so my whole thing was I was going to drive down and I get my cello like serviced in Baltimore. It's so, like my people are there. So I'm going to come down to Baltimore. I'm going to, you know, get my bow rehair, do all this fabulous stuff to my instrument, make it all pretty, ready to go. We're going to practice before we get on the cruise. And then I'm driving down and the whole thing is canceled. The whole cruise is canceled. Everything were, and it kind of worked out that we're going to get to go on our cruise because we had charted it like with our friends. So we get to play, play for our friends, but then we're going to do it again. And then we're going to do it again in 2022 or 23, but we'll be part of like their brochure. But anyway, I don't know that I'll ever get on a cruise again. Ever. Yeah. This is one of those riverboat cruises. So it's only like 80 like rooms. Okay. So it's not like one of those crazy ones. We're just like, I've never been on a cruise ever. So it's very, but I was very excited to like be with my friends, play music, and like as we're traveling down like the Danube, play, awesome. you know, play whatever Hungarian music and Bartok, and then we go to Vienna and we play Mozart. And also, this is Beethoven's 250th um, birthday. Yeah. So it's Europe is going nuts playing Beethoven. Well, oh I mean, maybe they my were, favorite. but oh my gosh, it's such a big deal right now. I feel like this is the second interview we've done where I feel like we could have kept talking for another 30 minutes. Yes. Um, yeah. Getting into a swing of things. I also had a gig canceled that was supposed to be in Maryland, also a gala thing. So I feel for you. Like, because oh, part God. of what, part of the reason you do what you do and I do what I do is because we're getting life experiences out of living our passion. Mm -hmm. and, you know, that's, there's, there's nothing you, you can replace that with. Like no nine to five is, even though it might give you better, consistent money, it's not going to give you those lifetime experiences. I walked across an empty land. I knew the pathway like the back of my hand. I felt the earth beneath my feet. Sat by the river and he made me complete. A simple thing, where have you gone? I'm getting old and I need something to rely on So tell me when you're gonna let me in I'm getting tired and I need somewhere to begin I came across a fallen tree I thought the branches of it looking at me Is this the place? Um, I picked up a cello for the first time in sixth grade. 
So that's kind of late in the, like, when they start Suzuki Kids at three years old. But um, sixth grade, and then took my first, like, private lesson in high school. So it's kind of a late bloomer. It's very, very rebellious, I want to say, to my parents. Like, no, you should be like a jock and get a scholarship to play lacrosse. Because that's what everybody does in Maryland. They don't play cello. But here we are. (laughs) <laughs> here we are those so many years and that, later and that brings up like four other things i'd like to ask you but i can't so, <laughs> right. who are your top three um inspirational cellists uh that like people that got you interested in the in the uh the music and the instrument if you could just real quick because i know we have to wrap yeah i love jackie dupre yo-yo ma if you can ever be get a drink with him do it he is a cuckoo bird but he's so amazing at his instrument but he's just like a cuckoo dude and then um one of the best ever live performances of any genre of anything i've ever seen ever was norman fisher he was it was like he was playing the cello and then stood up and just started singing and this was at san francisco conservatory and i'm like i didn't i was blown away of like what the cello could do so those three Those three people, yeah. Get a drink with Yo-Yo Ma. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> oh, I'd love to. Trust me. He, he, oh, he's definitely up there. But you're, I have a feeling you're going to become one of my favorites soon. Oh, thank you. You guys are great. Yeah, this is so, so fun. Thank you. Anytime. <laughs> All right. Have, a, have fun quarantine. See you guys soon.